Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Jean-Francois Sobieski is a regular here on the show and uh, lots of you I know have been waiting with all sorts of questions. He's an ethnobotanist and uh, for us the simple people, it's just a medicine plant person. And uh, he's here to talk to us about a lot of other things that you've asked us before. But let me just welcome him on the show first before I take your questions and your calls. And the lines are open, by the way, on 0891-104-207 as well as on WhatsApp on 614 107. Jean, thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Hi, Pimelo. Great. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, happy spring. I think it's finally yes, here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> happy spring. Spring is definitely here. It's definitely here. So let's start with some of the, the plants that you want us to, to, to look into today. Uh, the Japanese radish. Yes. Yeah, um, Pimelo, this, uh, this vegetable plant um, I happened on in, in Chinatown, you know, and in Korean supermarkets. And it's a lovely, it's a very... A Japanese radish is quite different to the European radish, which is quite small and red, you know. This one is, is quite long. It goes from 9 to 18 inches in length. So they're quite quite huge and white radishes. And they're very, um, they're very how can I just say it? They're very cooling for the body. They're quite pungent, uh, but a cooling, they call them cooling pungents in, um, in herbal medicine. So they're quite refreshing, in other words. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice in summer now when things are starting to get hot that we can have um, those kind of uh, refreshing, cooling foods in our diet. And, um, yeah, it's got lots of um, benefits. So this radish, um, basically, first of all, it's called daikon. So the common name of it is called daikon or Japanese radish. Um, and it, it basically has quite a lot of um, properties, medicinal properties, uh, antibacterial properties, um, in Chinese medicine, they actually use the seeds of radish uh, for chronic bronchitis. Mm. Um, yeah, so it has um, anti-pneumococci, um, that's the type of bacteria that causes uh, bronchitis and pneumonia, and um, also against E. coli, salmonella, so it's a really good disinfecting um, vegetable, actually, or a medicinal plant that you can have with your food. So and and, it's, and it's is it is it you know is it easy to to plant in our climate? Um, you know the thing about Japanese radish when I did the research is that um, Pimentel is that it likes it, it likes some cooler cooler climates and with reliable rainfall. So a lot of people plant it in the eastern side or eastern parts of the country where there are cooler um, but cooler um, summers uh, with with re- with reliable rainfall. So it does like um, to be grown in late summer. Um, and you can sow the seeds in late summer. It only takes two months to mature, which is good, but, um, and it's also frost-tolerant, so it can handle cool temperatures, uh, but what it does need, it, it, likes, it likes cooler environments and a reliable rainfall. Let, let's, let's define cool, Jean. I mean, how, how cool is well, cool? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a typically in, um, in, in Europe, they, they plant it as a, at the end of summer, actually. So it's a, it's a winter vegetable. So it okay. likes the, 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 the cold weather, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in South Africa, 
Okay, I don't know what's happened there. Jean-Francois Sobieski is talking to us, and I think we, we may have just a break in his uh, network there, so we're going to try and reconnect back to him. And let's just take a quick break while we do that, and also start calling in with all your questions. Remember, you don't have to ask us specifically about this plant. You can ask us about any plant, uh, especially if you've got ailments and you're not sure how to treat them naturally. This is the time for you to ask the questions. 0891-104-207 or on WhatsApp 614 You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. We are speaking to ethnobotanist Jean-Francois Sobieski and uh, we're going to be talking about all things plant and healing. So if you have any questions related to an ailment and you want to treat it with natural herbs and plants, this is the time to call. You can call us on 0891-104-207 or you can send in your voice notes on 0614-104-107. Jean, thanks very much for, for coming Hi. back. Um, you were right. still telling us about... Um, the, the kind of so, temperatures you're saying that it would be here in South Africa, a winter kind of plant. Yes, yeah, it's a winter, it's so it likes cool weather. But the amazing thing about the, this Japanese radish, Camelo, is that it's, it actually grows very deep into the, into the ground and brings up nutrients from below uh, quite uh, deep levels mm. of, the, of, the, of the soil. So it actually breaks up the soil. They call it a tillage radish. Yes. So it actually helps the soil conditions. So if you want to improve your soil, all you do is you plant those Japanese radish at the uh, end of, of summer, let them grow throughout winter, and then you actually let them decompose in the soil. And mm. it actually really improves your soil fertility. It's an amazing plant for amazing. increasing your soil fertility that way. Okay. It's, Tell it's us, wh- what's the best way to consume it, you know, to get the best you know, out, of, out yeah. of all the properties? Yeah, Pimelo, so when I buy them from Korean or uh, supermarkets, etc., you basically just keep it in your fridge and it's, it's quite a, um, a huge root. So you, you, make, you just cut slices and you eat it fresh. And what's also really good about it is it's got many, um, nutri- uh, many phytochemicals which help to prevent cancer. Um, they help to prevent infections. And in fact, the leaf of the Japanese radish if you boil it, the, 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 the boil of the water um, extract has anti-influenza uh, activity. Mm. So it's, you can use the tops of the radish, uh, the Japanese radish plant, for, for treating flus, influenza. And you can eat the, the root as a general um, prophylactic or um, preventative medicine for against high cl- uh, lipid levels, so for, for cholesterol levels, higher cholesterol uh, and as a very good anti-cancer kind of plant, mm. Mm. so it's quite a it's a really nice plant to start um, experimenting with. Then your other plant that you wanted us to talk about today is mint. Yes, yeah. So our good friend mint is um, is always very um, relaxing. It's uh, you know it's been it's been used in so many ways um, in in uh, herbal medicine. Um, most most notably, um, the, the essential oils are quite antidepressant. So, you know, if you smell mint, you immediately feel this upliftment. And um, they, mint actually has antidepressant um, compounds in it, which are really good for uplifting you. Um, but very typically, when I used to manage health shops and work in health shops, is that a lot of people use um, enteric-coated peppermint uh, capsules for IBS. Um, and Tumelo IBS is irritable bowel syndrome, so people who've got a lot of cramping in the digestive system. 
Uh, peppermint is very good for, the oil is very good for relaxing. It's antispasmodic and relaxes the digestive system. Mm. So for people who suffer from that, peppermint oil is quite good. Um, you just, um, it does it does interact with immunosuppressants. So one of the contraindications is if you're taking immunosuppressant drugs, then you shouldn't take it at the same time because the peppermint oil can decrease how quickly uh, those immunosuppressants uh, are broken down in the body. Got you. So Let, you need to space that out if you're taking those kind of drugs. Yeah. Jean, let's just take a, a couple of calls in the meantime. Okay, uh, Maria is calling us from Durban. Good afternoon, Maria. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Sure, go ahead. Hello. Hi, I wanted to ask. So I've, I had this tiny little mole, not the mole, what you call it, uh, um, a wart mm-hmm. in my pinky finger. Mm. And then uh, it went away. I put potato, um, organic potato and it went away. Then another, the same one came back, very tiny. And then the second one came back, another huge. And I put everything mm. on it and this wart is unsightly. Mm. Is it painful, Maria? It is hurting because I put all sorts of medicine from the chemist on it and it made it worse. I mean, it kind of goes mm. away, but it's getting broader. Instead of just being this tiny little pin thing, it's now getting the two of them are kind of joining. So sure. how long has this been around for, Maria? For about, it's about three, four months or more. Hmm. <laughs> Have you been to the doctor? No. No, okay. Th- that's where you come in, Jean. Jean, this is where you yes. come in. Well, you know, I, do, I, I am familiar, um, Pimelo and, and listeners, to one traditional plant, uh, traditionally used medicine plant that is very good for removing warts. It's called um, pig's ears. It's, uh, it's called cotyledon um, or biculata, and we can maybe put it on the Twitter feed, you know, the scientific name. Um, but it's a succulent plant that's very often found in gardens. And what you do is you take off the leaf of, of the fleshy leaf and that, the sap from that you put onto the warts and it helps to remove. It's an old remedy for removing warts. So, so that's something can, I do can know. Can you say the name again? Um, it's called um, cotyledon. Uh, so it's C-O-T-Y-L-E-D-O-N, cotyledon, orbiculata, O-R-B, I C. U L A T A, uh, cotyledon or biculata, and wow. it's known commonly as pig's ear or imphewula in Tosa. M I M P H E W U L A, imphewula in Tosa. And, yeah. and, and I just use the leaf, the fleshy the leaf. Yes, the fleshy part of the leaf is applied to warts and to soften and remove them. There's a lot of reports of that plant being used that way. So, Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's a pleasure. Let us and know how it goes, you know, Maria. Is, you know, you want to you want to check oh. underlying causes of this. You know, how your immune system is is working. So you might need to see a therapist or a doctor just to make sure there's no underlying causes or, or problems. How how long would it take for it to to actually start reacting, uh, Jean? Oh, those kind of things. It's, I've never tried it myself, but those kind of applications probably a few days, but they they usually work quite quickly. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Maria, let us know how it goes. Yeah, thank you for your program. Thank you thank for your time. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Okay, we've got a voice note for you, Jean. Let's just listen okay. in. Good afternoon, Sis Pamelo. It's Fiso here again. Uh, talking about plants, can you please uh, ask your guests to help us with 
plants we can plant in, in our homes for mosquitoes and uh, this season is approaching and I have a lot of mosquitoes uh, around the house so Great can question. you help us which plants to plant so that maybe we can get rid of these mosquitoes because they can be a bit annoying plus it's hot <laughs> during the during the night thanks thank you john this is a great question yeah i actually was reading about that the other day I, I, if my memory serves me right Melo, i think it was a eucalyptus oil that that does you know that, that the mosquitoes don't like um but what comes to mind is plants like um lemon verbena uh, would be a nice uh, a nice plant to repel. They don't like those limolines and those um, those those you know those lemon kind of scented plants. So it's called lemon verbena. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure if it would work, but my intuition is saying that that would be a good one. Um, and then I need to find that uh, report. I think it was a eucalyptus oil that they don't like. But um, I would I would plant things like lemon verbena around the house. Yeah, okay. it's called lemon verbena. It goes into a bush, yeah, and it's very strong smelling, like a lemon. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! All right, lovely. Yeah. Dumelo, you're yeah. calling us from the Northern Cape. Hi. You? Hello, Dumelo. Welcome to the show. Hello, ma'am. How are you? We well, thank you. Well, Welcome. Yes, uh, I I have a question here uh, for the guest. Uh, I'm asking a question for let's say few thousand men, uh, men out there. Two thousand men. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here saying I'm hearing right. <laughs> you know, okay. let me tell you. Let me tell you something, Dumel. You you can speak up. It's okay. It really is. No, I, this is how I speak. So so no, let me I'm ask you that. another question. Is your name uh, really Dumelo? Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> okay, my friends call me Tooks, but I don't want to be called with celebrities' names. But okay. My name is Dumelo. Oh. Yeah. What's so, the question, Dumelo? Yeah, uh, I would like about to ask about a, a plan that I can use uh, for ED. Mm. You heard for that, what? John? No, for no, ED, for? for ED. Yeah, for ED, my man. Uh, some few, some of us, we, we woke up with without a morning wood, so we'll like we we'll like to cure that uh, heavily. Or is there any plan that I can use? Jimelo, can you can you translate? No, so I'm not I'm that. not translating a thing. <laughs> okay, uh, man, uh, hold on, I didn't catch that. Now the woman will be. I have to explain to a woman what is a morning wood, but it's fine. Okay, uh, I'm asking about erectile dysfunction. Is there a plant that I can use? Erectile dysfunction. Oh yes, yes. Okay, that's what I was suspecting it was about. <laughs> Yes, um, sure. There, yes, there are many, many VUCA plants that I've come to become familiar with. So, yeah, we we know these. So, um, well, a very a very popular one, which is even being uh, put into some commercial preparations, is called mpesu. Um, they call it mglandlovu um, or elephant's food, and it's a very powerful plant. Actually, it's um, it's uh, how can I say? They use it in in also ubulaos um, for connection, you know, to the ancestors. So, so um, where would he have to go look for this at a at a at a traditional I mean, herbs I mean, market? I mean, I mean, at a meat market, yeah. Okay, Dumela, you'd have to find like a, a herbs market, a traditional herbs yeah, market. Yeah, it's called impesu, so it's M P E S U, and it's very powerful. Yeah, it's a very and, powerful and, plant. And how would he consume it, Jacques? 
And so normally what people do is they take a teaspoon. It's very actually common knowledge, you know, so I don't mind sharing, but um, this traditional medicine. So you take a teaspoon of it or half a teaspoon. You have to see how you, how you find it. Um, and you put it in your porridge in the morning. And then you eat it, and then at night time the fireworks happen. Okay, so it needs say. like a, a day kind of <laughs> yeah, consumption yeah. thing. Yeah, it's can it you ha- during the day, and then yeah. Can can you have uh, it regularly, or is it sort of like timetable? These table? things I wouldn't say regularly is, is advisable. I mean, a lot of people. It's very popular, obviously, that class of medicine in South Africa. But um, I would say only only not not every day, you know. Because they're very powerful action. Uh, I don't know what the contradiction is. They are. They they possibly be contraindications with with regular day to day okay. use. But I would say only yeah. only once a week or twice a week, maybe. In other um, words, it works the like the blue side. the blue pill. It would work like that on on the occasion. Yes. Yeah. I mean. The, yeah. Um, okay. I remember reading a lot about they've got alkaloids, very strong acting alkaloids. So. I, it's hard for me to say what the effects might be if you take it every day, but I would probably say to be on the safe side, just I'll use it on occasion. Yeah. Um, Does that help you, Dumelo? Yes. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you for the. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm in Northern Cape. So Keep listening. Uh, I think we're going to. Uh, don't don't go away. Keep listening, Dumelo. I think we're going to get Jean to do more research and give us more options. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Dumelo. Dumelo, there in Northern Cape. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. All right, Jean, thank you so much for staying with us. Uh, Jean uh, Francois Sobieski is an ethnobotanist, and we're going to take all your questions related to plant medicine. 0891 uh, is uh, calling us from Bloemfontein. Good afternoon. Hi, how are you doing? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm good, good, good. Uh, uh, I just wanted to uh, to clarify to me also mm-hmm. with what uh, with Mpesu. Mm-hmm. You uh, you can get it uh, at a pharmacy now because it's been commercialized and packaged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if if you want the the the, the, the original one, mm-hmm. you can actually contact if where if there's any vendor person because that's basically what uh, our traditional lab. So. We do have it everywhere where a vendor person is. So, so, person. so then uh, the consumption, just clarify how much of it he must take and how often he must take it. It's, uh, if he takes a teaspoon, normally people use it with macheo. Okay. So you just yes, take exactly. a teaspoon maybe around 10. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to take it maybe once in a week because you can't take it every almost day. every single day. Okay. You take it once in a week, it's still in your blood for the whole week. Oh, I see. Okay. But if he needs, he needs the raw one, he can contact me. I can send him some. <laughs> He's in the Northern Cape. I'm in, I'm in uh, Bloemfontein. Okay. W- would it need to be dried or does it have to be fresh? Uh, ha- it, ha- it's dry. Remember, Mpesu is a root. So okay. what basically they do is a root. Mm-hmm. So they dry it and crush it. Okay. No, I, I fully understand that. Um, that's fine. I mean, do you have any questions, John? No, that's uh, that's exactly what I was I was saying. So you, you take it with porridge in the morning, one teaspoon. Um, you know, it's the roots of a of a tree. Um, so yeah, so you basically can you can you know I always think that um, getting it fresh from the uh, you know as as in its whole form, then you can make your own your own medicine. It's great. So so um, when you say a so, teaspoon, yeah. is it like is it like it's re- it's well, what would you have done with it? 
It, well, it's um, it's used for quite a, a various conditions, but it's um, it is um, it is very vasodilatory. So it's, and it's a stimulant. You know, the, the alkaloids are, have stimulating properties. So it's a white root, and like I say, you 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 can put it into an ubulao. So ubulao are mixtures which connect you to your ancestors, and the spirit of the plant. Let's just call it the spirit of the plant. Um, is very strong. So, okay. you know, it's it's got a lot of power in it. So mm. that's why they call it also, if you think about it, that's why you would call, they call it elephant's food because elephants are strong, right? So they, okay. they and I'm not sure if the elephants eat the actual root, but um, nevertheless, it's a very powerful plant, very popular on the mm. markets. I've seen it. I have it. I've worked with it. So, um, so yeah. um, um, tell me, do you, do they make it into like a powder form? you know, I grew up in Zimbabwe. Mm. I don't know the professor if they are doing their own research. Are you doing uh, research furthermore beyond borders, or you can only do here in South Africa? There is a small tree uh, that I know they, they use. Our parents used it to cure us when you've got your flu or a headache. It's called mm. Zimbabwe. What they is it called? Mzumbani. Mzumbani. Yeah, they took those leaves, rubbed it off in their hands, and then they put it on your nose and say, can you smell it? Mm -hmm. Breathe in. When you breathe in, tomorrow morning when you wake up, you'll be completely Mm. uh, feeling uh, okay than yesterday. And equally as much as gum tree, you know gum tree, gum tree. Yes, yes. Yes. They took those leaves and boiled them in a pot, and then they took a blanket and they cover you, and then they yes. open the lid. That steam comes uh, on your face. It heals you. But mm. I wanted to find out, furthermore, on these issues, do you make also the research to develop uh, medicine uh, that going to cure people? Or it is just only a pure knowledge for in our own African uh, tradition herbs? Mm. Yes. Emelo, can I yes, yes, can ahead, I answer go, that? Go ahead, John. Then? Yeah, so um listener, I didn't catch your name, but um it's Romeo. contact me. Romeo, yes. Please contact me after the show because okay. I'd be very interested in to talk to you about that plant All and right. see if I know it. Okay. Um but the research I've been doing is actually to to document a lot of plant use in southern Africa, especially for the nervous system, to treat conditions like dementia and memory, stress, anxiety, etc. But what I'm doing is I'm also linking it to cross-cultural patterns of plant use. So what's really interesting is I'm, I'm finding patterns of using plants here to treat psychological and, and uh, problems and mental health issues that correlates with uses of plants in South America. So I actually am wanting to launch a, um, a research and healing garden project that's going to 
um, link the research from South America and from Southern Africa. So my research is going across borders, it's going internationally and uh, cross-culturally, so that we can actually see cross-culturally how plants are used as a technology to heal very uh, complex problems like, for example, psychological or mental health issues, which I'm finding very, very interesting uh, common sequences of plants and plant categories being used, which is very, very fascinating, which can explain a lot and help us to understand mental health. So, yes. Jean, there's yeah. a quick voice note that I, I, I want us to play for you, or let me go. Okay, okay. let's go quickly to Fezile, who's calling us from Uppington. Hi, Fezile. Okay, let's go quickly to Fezile. Fezile, you need to switch your radio off. Hi, hi, hi. Radio off, please, Fezile. Okay, let me. I just the plan I mentioned earlier yes. in Corsa is it unfair or infele? Hmm. Uh, Jean, uh, yes. Do you want to clarify the name that you used earlier? Um, of which plants are we talking about? The, but, uh, uh, he, uh, which plant was that? The, we were the plant to? you were talking about for to to help the to make it. or infele. Oh, for the um, for the warts. Mm-hmm, no. The oh. plant you were referring uh, to, Melo, too, who was struggling with. Uh, no, no. Before that, yeah. Before that. What before was it? That, what yeah. was it for, Fezile? I don't yes, remember. I think, I think it was something to do with the immune system. It's I M P H E W U L A. Infewula. Infewula. Okay. Or, or known as pig's ears. I've actually go, got them lots growing in the garden here. They're called pig's ears. If you go to any um, any nursery, you can find them. Cotyledon orbiculata is the scientific name, the, the botanical name. But uh, okay. yeah, that one you can see on them on yes. All right. What we'll do okay. is that we'll try and give uh, the the actual spelling to Fezile. Thank you so much, John. We, we've run out of time. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you, Pamela, again, and it's always lovely to share. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Jean-François Sobieski, our ethnobotanist, and if you can get hold of him on phytoalchemy, that's P-H-Y-T-O-A-L-C-H-E-M-Y dot C-O dot Z-A. Two o'clock, let's go to Uzi Lasagu for the latest in SABC News.